Hey, this is John Strauss, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And today I want to continue talking about He is life. We were talking about it last week, and we used a lot of verses. And we were talking about zoe, meaning uh, that's the Greek word for life, and that it's the life that is in God, the life that sustains God. And I want to take the same topic today, but I want to go really simple. I want to stay in John 10 and 10. It's a verse that most of you probably know really, really well. Um, I'll read it to you. It says, the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come, and this is Jesus talking, you know that. So I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And there's a lot here in this chapter, and it would be really great to go into all of it, but I just want to stay, this is where my heart is, I just want to stay on the one verse. And here again, when he says, I am come that they might have life, it's the same Greek word. It's this very full meaning of having life. And this verse is really, really perfect for the times we're living in right now. It's always actually perfect for any time, but when you look at the contrast that's in the world, even if you just took a comparison of what the world was like just 10 years ago, there's a real contrast of life and death. You see it. And the way we think and the way we speak and the way we respond, it depends on who you are. If you're in the world, you've really got nothing to go with. You've, you've got only what you see. And you see a lot of just death. You see killing and stealing and destroying. You see a lot of it. And it's a shame, too, because the media likes to show you only one thing. It's just trouble, trouble, trouble. There's a lot of good things going on in the world. There really is. And we don't get a chance to see it if you're going to look on regular media channels. And you see it on uh, social media. And again and again, you'll see a lot of negative stuff. But there's an awful lot good going on as well. And I can't get into all that today. This is not what it's really about. But it's only to say there's a lot of life out there too. And I believe that we live in a time, and I believe it with, with all of my heart, that you're going to see more people come to Christ and live out this Zoe life, this life, Zoe is just the Greek word for life, and that's why I say it that way, Zoe life. It's not an expression, it's just life, life. That's what I'm saying. And more people will be coming to Christ than I think you would have ever imagined in our country and in other countries. We're going to see it. We'll see it through Europe. We'll see it through the United States. We'll see it through Asia and Africa and all the continents and isles around the world, people will come to Christ. And the reason for that is that Jesus came 
that we might have life. And he is that life. And the gospel that we preach is the power of God unto salvation, which is life. I got a beautiful email this week um, from a woman named Kristen, and she thanked us for something that I thought was really, really encouraging and important. She thanked us for preaching the gospel. I don't think I could have heard anything better. So thank you, Kristen, if you're, if you're listening today. It was an encouragement. But what I see is that more than ever before, I see people like myself, some who have churches and some who don't, they're out there and they're saying the same thing. They're preaching the gospel. I think more than ever before, in some very big ministries are doing something that's good, which is they're creating disciples. So instead of just having one leader that everybody always goes to, those leaders in some cases, not all, but in some cases are saying, wait a minute, I don't want this to be just about me. We want to build disciples. And those disciples are going out and preaching the gospel and they're healing the sick and they're, they're ministering to the needs of, of people and all sorts of good things. They're writing books, they're doing podcasts, they're starting churches, they're going out into the world, all sorts of things. And they're preaching the gospel. And because of it, it's like if you look at Isaiah 54, you have this beautiful thing going on. And I'll read some of it. I, I guess I wasn't going to read another scripture, but this I will read because it has everything to do with he is life. Isaiah 54 was a prophecy. And the Lord just flooded my heart with it the other day. And I'm going to read out of the New Living. I usually don't do that, but I really, actually, I really, really like this, the way they have it. It says, sing, this is Isaiah 54, 1, sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. And what he's saying here is he's really talking to us, those who haven't seen much fruit. We're out there, we're preaching, and there hasn't been a lot of inflow of new believers. It's really what this is talking about. But he's saying, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you have never been in labor. For the desolate woman, meaning the church who hasn't borne many children, will now have more children than the woman who, uh, who has a husband, says the Lord. And he's saying here, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and, and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle ruined cities. That's the way the uh, New Living Translation puts it. But what he's saying is that life is going to come flooding into many, many people. And those of you who are out there preaching the gospel, you may have something like what I'm doing here. You may have a small church. You may have both. You may have a big church. You may be just some isolated person somewhere is wondering, who am I even reaching? You will be needed. You will. Because many believers will come and there will be a revival in our nations. Maybe one of the greatest revivals in all of history. 
but there will be revival and people will come to Christ. And you know why? Because for a change, finally, thank God, we're not preaching as much religion as we used to, and we're preaching the gospel, the power of God unto salvation. We're telling people that God loved them and sent his son, and his son took our place and bore our sins and healed our sicknesses and our pains, and he took our sorrows and our griefs, and he exchanged them for righteousness so that we could be righteous. Jesus said, you haven't yet prayed in my name, but now you will pray in my name and you'll ask the Father in my name. What he was saying was that when the finished work of Jesus was done, he was our righteousness and we were able to come to God. That the barrier, the veil between God the Father and man was now torn and taken away and we could come to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And that message, brothers and sisters, whether you feel that you're just some very insignificant person or not, is the most powerful message on earth. It is life. He is life. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly that's why Jesus came. He starts out the verse saying why the enemy came. To kill and steal, destroy. But he has the last word and he says, yeah, but I am come. That they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. And the very life that is in God. In you. And you know... We live these things out. The Lord a few times has said, John, tell your story. And I, I wonder which part. You could write a book or two, if not three, about my story. I don't, wouldn't know where to begin. One of the things I was thinking this morning is, you know, we, we have to live this out. This isn't only on, on paper here. We don't read our Bibles and then just kind of go out and do our own thing. We let this word sink in. We were talking about this before, my wife and I. We named this the sower of seeds for a reason. Because God's word is a seed. To me, it's the process of having life come into you and growing. God's word is life. And we have it sown in our hearts. That's why it's the sower's seeds. They get sown in our hearts and they grow over time. And you change and you grow and you bear fruit and you become renewed in your mind and you're just a different person. You look back a year or two or three, you say, you're not even the same person anymore. And having changed and having grown, I remember one Sunday morning, it was a miserable morning, horrible weather. Everything had iced over. This was five or six years ago. You couldn't walk outside. And I got a phone call, and it was then my son-in-law, and he said that my daughter had been in an accident. And the words, he was speaking so fast because it was tragic, and I heard brain damage, and I heard ICU, and I heard, you know, Newark Hospital, and I just, it was all a blur. 
and I got off the phone and I just fell to the floor. And I was crying and I said, no, Lord, no. And my wife came running upstairs, Lisa. And I don't think I had been on the floor for 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And she somehow knew what was going on or she knew enough. And the Holy Spirit used her and she just grabbed me and she, she said, this is not the last word. In other words, this death that I heard over the phone, this terrible story that my daughter had been in a, in a car accident and that there was, they already knew she had brain damage and that she was in an ICU and, and it was, this was a mess. And my wife somehow knew, and it's just because of the Holy Spirit. You see here, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And here comes my wife running upstairs knowing something's wrong. And she picks me up and said, this is not the last word. And it was like the Lord just took me. And have you ever seen just like a wet towel and somebody just snaps it and just snaps it into shape somehow? That's like what he did to me. And, and then all of a sudden I'm just standing and I'm standing in Christ. I was ready for war. And it's a long story. But one of the things that happened within less than 24 hours and when we got there, believe me, it was terrible. She was in a coma. No one actually even knew if she was alive. She was on life support. They did not know if she um, was alive. She had died on the operating table for over eight minutes. She was in a car they believed dead for they don't know how long. A policeman came and cut her out of that car. Thank God for that young man. All in the ice, one of the worst weather days of the year. Everything was against her. And she's a believer. All she was doing was going to church. And with all of that, the Lord just moved me. I sat with her and I knew she couldn't hear me. She was in a coma, but I had been through this with another friend. So I just spoke to her. I said, God will not leave you and I'm not going to leave you. And the pastor and I, he came in later and we went in. We just prayed. And do you know what happened? The pastor prayed a scripture, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's in the same chapter I just read, Isaiah 54, interestingly enough. And I stood on that scripture. I stood before God. I said, I'm your son and this is your daughter. And she had terrible brain damage. They told us that her brain stem had been ruined and, and one of the hemispheres had been ruined. She had two places just full of terrible brain damage. They'd, they felt that she wouldn't live for more than just a few days. And if she did, that she would be in a vegetative state, if, if that even. This is what they told us. And it's as if the words never even bothers me. God's word was in my heart. Do you see why I'm saying this? It's not about me. It's not even about my daughter. It's about the word of God living in you, which is capable. See, it's God in you. Some people say, who do you think you are that you can pray for somebody that they live? Nobody. God is in me. His word is life. He is life. And I stood on that scripture that we had prayed over her. And as some people know the story and many, many don't, but the following morning, we're talking about less than 24 hours. The entire brain stem was healed, completely, utterly healed. And the doctor stated 
it's as if nothing ever happened. There's not even a residue there. And she was awakened in less than three days. And she started talking and she started healing. And she was out of the hospital and therapy, I think, in less than 48 days. And there were some issues, some. And those, those can be grown out of in some therapy and little things, but compared to what we were looking at, the Word of God was very powerful, and she had many miracles. She baffled them in the hospital. They were always saying, we don't think she's going to be able to do this, and we don't think she's going to be able to use her hand, we don't think she's going to be able to eat or breathe, and, well, she did all those things. She paints now. She's using her hand so well, you would never know there was a problem. The doctors, after a while, said, we're going to kind of stop telling you people what she can't do because she just does it a few days later. God was so good. And I'm only saying these things, not just to share what was spectacular, because it was, but God's word in you is living. He is in you, living. And you may be the person who prays and helps or assists somebody else who's in trouble. It's not because you're so great, it's because God in you is so great, that God's word in you, Jesus in you, is so great. And he flows through us. See it that way. We don't have to worry about being great. You know what we need to do? We need to believe. And we grow in this belief. We grow in our faith. Some of us struggle to believe things like that. And then some of us grow and, and we find ourselves, yes, I can believe. I can believe that I could start a ministry. I could believe that I could start a business. I could believe that my son or daughter or my, my mom or dad can improve in their health or be fully healed. I believe we can move forward and do better. I believe God will show us a way, even if, even if you know, somebody's sick and, and the Lord just uses a hospital. You know, when we went through this with my daughter, we saw miracles and hospital, both working. Doctors did th some things and other things they couldn't do, and those got done as well. We saw both miracles and medicine working at the same time. I'm not against either one. What I am for is that those of us who really want to see the life that he's saying that I have come that they might have it more abundantly. It meaning life, Zoe life, more abundantly. That sounds a whole lot more than just showing up at church and going to Bible study and then just going about your life and nothing ever changes. And that's not to make you feel bad. It's really to encourage you. Don't you want more than just that? You know, I'm just so excited. I am. And I love the simple days, to be honest with you, the difficult hard days are not what excite me. It's the simple things. Yesterday I ran into a couple and I just got to talk with them and we just shared together some nice things and I let them know about this podcast and it was just nice and it was simple and that was just as awesome to me as anything else. I love sharing the life of God through me to others. Sometimes in simple ways and sometimes it's, it's we get into the Word and other times it's just a little bit of encouragement. 
You never know, but if you live in a way that, that the Lord can live through you, it's the life of God. He, it's, the title of this is perfect. He is life. He took us out of darkness and, and moved us into his kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son, it says. That's life. So ask yourself, is the life of God flowing through me? Or, or will I allow it to flow through me even more? And in what capacity? And grow in it. But like I was saying before, we named this the sower seeds for a reason. Plant God's word in your heart and hold on to it for dear life, Zoe life, and never let it go. And let it grow in you. And you won't have to try to do these things. They'll just flow through you. The Lord has used me many, many times and I had no idea what was going on. I was a young Christian. I was at a Catholic charismatic meeting. I didn't know why I was there and I was a young believer and the leader of that group for some reason called upon me to come up and pray for people and a woman came up and Never told me what was wrong, but I just prayed over her eyes. I put my hands on her eyes. I was a brand new Christian. I didn't know what I was doing. That's just how the Lord put it on my heart. And I knew nothing of what was going on, but it turned out she had cataracts. She was going to, she had mentioned it to somebody else later. She was going to have an operation the following morning. And when she got to the doctor, there weren't any cataracts. They were gone. Now, what did I know? I didn't know anything. I didn't even necessarily pray that way for eyes. I just laid my hands on her eyes. And God knew what was going on. And he touched her. He just used little old me to do it. That's all. It wasn't a big deal on my part. I only found out a month or two later that she was healed. I didn't even know. And I said, how did that happen? And I began to learn. The Lord flows through us. He's good. God will use a total stranger to meet another person and, and just share something with them that only God would know to help them. God loves the people that are walking about and that you see every day in, in your life. He loves them. And he's going to love them through us. And if you're not really comfortable with that, it's okay. I wasn't either. I wasn't Mr. Go out there and talk to everybody either. It's just the love of God just starts to grow in you so much so that, you know what, it just starts to spill over. And then sooner or later, you find yourself doing it. If you don't feel that kind of love, then just go to the Lord and say, Lord, put your word in me. I want to let it grow in me so that I can be a little bit braver and a little bit bolder and a little bit more loving and a little bit more clear about who I am. And he'll do it because he loves you and you're going to find yourself loving others. It's his life that's in us and the wonderful things he'll do through the many, many people now who I see out there, they're just speaking God's word and they're speaking the gospel. There's more of it than I thought and that's really good news. There's a lot of religion too, there is, and that saddens me, but I'm not going to focus on it. There's a lot of good. 
And as I said before, there's going to be a great revival throughout, not just the United States, but you're going to see it throughout the world, and more people are going to come to Christ. And he was saying, expand your room, expand your tent. What he's saying, open your heart. Because they're coming, and they're going to need you. They're going to need me. They're going to need us. Because they'll have a new life in them, and somebody's going to have to be there to tell them how to understand and live that life. So there you go. He is life. I think I'm going to leave it there. And I love you. I, I so much appreciate that you listened to us today and, and you join us. So we'll see you on the next episode and we'll see what God has for us then. Okay, so God bless you.